Hello, all of you beautiful people out there in podcast land, and welcome into another edition of Between the Screens, a movie, television, very fun lifestyle podcast <laughs> where two film school friends, or as we like to say around here, FSFs, talk about all kinds of nonsense that relates to the world of entertainment. I am your host, the Eddie McCabe, joined as always by the lovable, the huggable Stacy Hunt. How are you? <laughs> I'm very good, thanks. That's I'll cool. always take Hunt. Yeah. And so I'm uh, very excited to get into today's episode. I am going to, uh, I'm going to save you all my wrath for later. But uh, let's let's jump right in. What's new? What's happening with you? Anything fun and exciting? No, not really. But. In 30 days, Ed, in 30 days, both yeah. of us are boarding planes to Orlando. Oh, I'm yeah. I'm very excited about that. That's it's, all I care about for the next 30 days. <laughs> it's going to be great. Uh, yes. Mentally, I'm already there. Yeah. <laughs> mentally, I'm already, that. Uh, mentally, I'm already there, but I'm very excited. It's been a ton of fun. Uh, we're both going to be attending Universal Halloween Horror Nights. Uh, which is going to be very exciting. It's a spooky dooky haunted adventure. And um, I've been listening to Destination Orlando, or no, that's not the name of the podcast. Universal, Universal, I'll have to look it up. But the Universal Studios has a podcast, and they've been releasing audio dramas about all of the lore to like the original Discover Universal is the name of the podcast. But they've. Yeah. They've been uh, releasing all of these like audio dramas about the scare zones and haunted houses. So like all of the fun backstories. So that'll be really fun when we get a little closer to Halloween Horror Nights. We will discuss those things a little bit more in depth. Yes. And I almost texted you to find out the name of that podcast as I predicted I would because I did want to listen to it and I didn't remember the name. But before I got around to texting you, I forgot about it again. So yeah. I forgot that I wanted to listen to. <laughs> sure. I mean, look, you got time. You got time. And they're all only like 15 minutes at most. So they're not very long. So um, Spirit Airlines moved my flight back 12 hours. So oh, I canceled yeah. that flight. And I was like, well, screw it. I'll just go first class on Delta instead because my options were now limited. <laughs> That's a very reasonable and rational I decision. Think so, right? Spirit yeah. to first class Delta. That's like a fair trade. Yeah. Upgrade, baby. So let's uh, let's jump right in. We have a, a bit around here where we talk about everything uh, pop culture entertainment from the years that we were alive. And today we are going to be talking about 2006. Yes. Um, very fun year for movies. Uh, and what's what's on your uh, what's on your watch list? Two that is in in six was quite a bit on my list, but I tried to narrow it down. Um, the Prestige is one that I need to rewatch that I'm planning on rewatching at some point in the nearish future. It's my favorite um, Christopher Nolan film. It is. I, I remember really, really liking it, but I can't even say I was about to say it's so good. And I'm like, I can't even say that because I don't remember it anymore. Yeah. So but I mean, I don't, I'm excited to rewatch it at some point. Um, the Departed. So we got my Matt Damon movie in there and The Good Shepherd, two Matt Damon movies that year. Ooh. We also have I think this is the year I decided I liked Clive Owen because Inside Man, which I love and Children of Men, which is great, both came out this year. 
Sure. So it was a really good year for him and stuff that was really worth checking out. Um, Clerks 2. And then we have a Heath Ledger movie called Candy, where he is a heroin addict in love with another heroin addict. And um, it is it's it's not a fun watch, but it's um, I don't know. I thought it was worthy of my time when I watched it. So that came out. 300 came out. And mm-hmm. a few funny things. Oh, Pan's Labyrinth, my my intro to Guillermo del Toro. And then we had a few fun movies. Stick It, which was I love gymnastics yep. answer to bring it on. And, and so it was fun. excellent. Yeah, it's so fun. If you guys like Bring It On and you haven't seen Stick It, or if you haven't seen Bring It On, or I don't know, I guess if you hate Bring It On, I don't recommend Stick It. But like <laughs> sure. neither of the other things apply. I highly recommend sure. Stick It. Uh, it's um, a very, very 2000s teen oh, yeah. sports movie. Definitely. Um, and then we've got Alpha Dog, which was the movie that showed us uh, Justin Timberlake can act. Yeah. Which was like a, this weird true story about these kids who kidnapped another kid and ended up killing him or something. Yeah. Like it was weird. And it was based on a true story. And it was very strange. Half Nelson. And then um, we have Talladega Nights. Which is I another love fun Talladega one. Nights. Um, and one of my favorite movies, especially of this year, Idiocracy. Although Idiocracy. it's become less of a favorite the more we actually develop to live into it. Yeah, it was like a real favorite when I thought like none of this could ever yeah, happen. Yeah, there's no way anybody could be this stupid. Right, right, right. But then there was, but then they were. Um, and just a scanner darkly. I just want to mention it's another one I need to rewatch, but it was a really, I don't, well, you must know it because Keanu's in it. Yeah, the Lake House. No, Scanner Darkly. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So that one's really interesting because it's drawn over the film. It's like yeah. it's like color. Like, it's very interesting how they do it. I don't know how well it holds up. I haven't rewatched it in a long time, um, but I, I'm definitely wanting to do so. And this weird little, I guess, body horror movie that I always bring up to people because it, it I, I've only seen it once, but it stuck with me. It's called Bug. Okay. And it's basically Ashley Judd. And Michael Shannon in a motel room, okay. and she thinks there's bug under her skin, or bugs, and that goes badly. And then he thinks it too, and yeah, it's it's like very tense and suspenseful for like a movie of two people in a motel room, um, yeah, thinking there's bugs. So I think sure. that's oh one more, sorry, I have one more, I promise. Hollywood Land, which is an excellent movie starring Ben Affleck playing George Reeves, and it's about um, his death and okay. everything. So, I guess I don't know. I think maybe some George Reeves don't fans maybe don't love it because it does, you know, show him as an alcoholic. And I haven't watched it recently enough to say if it ends with a suicide, but I think sure. that it does. So huh. anyway, all right. I think that's it for me. Okay, I just have some stupid movies this year. Um, Snakes on a Plane. Ooh, yuck. <laughs> uh, no, snakes on a Plane, you. real fun. Really, really fun. Uh, if you can tolerate snakes. Um, but then also we got, um, oh, hold, I just lost my list. Hold on one second. Um, we also got Beer Fest, uh, which was the follow-up okay. to Super Troopers, uh, which is a ton of fun. People have played those drinking games for forever. Casino mm-hmm. Royale. 
uh, Fast and the Furious Tokyo Drift, the most inconsequential yep. of the Fast and the <laughs> Furious movies. Oh, I, I forgot a movie, but that's okay. Go ahead. Uh, and then the last movie that I was going to recommend or talk about before we end up moving on is because uh, it's called The Marine. Okay. Uh, Marine is a movie that stars uh, John Cena mm-hmm. and um, the uh, the Terminator, the T-1000. Right. Is that the, the liquid one? Uh, I think. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I yeah. think so. I don't yeah. know. Either way, Robert Patrick. Um, I've Robert, seen it, but it's not my franchise. <laughs> yeah, uh, the, the liquid Terminator. Uh, the, and it was a WWE movie. The reason why I bring this movie up is because it marks a huge character shift in John Cena and WWE at the time. I, mm-hmm. I don't think you've, you've never heard this story, have you? No. So around this time, around this time, uh, WWE it has beaten WCW. They're the only game in town. They've absorbed all of the roster, like all of the talent at this point. So uh, this gentleman by the name of Chris Benoit, who was a uh, pro wrestler, he ends up murdering his family. Uh, he ends up murdering his family and killing himself. Okay. And oh my gosh. it's. It's really sad and really tragic. Uh, there's a, a show on Vice called Dark Side of the Ring. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a great documentary series that kind of like deep dives into this and other like darker moments of pro wrestling. And it, I highly recommend it. You should watch it. But it almost bankrupted the company, right? It almost bankrupted the company and they almost went under because people were calling into question as to whether or not this should be allowed on TV because this man with clear psychological issues due to pro wrestling, he murdered his family and WWE wasn't the attitude era still at this point where it was all about boobs and violence and and stuff. They had kind of toned it down like a little bit more, but then he, um, he does this. They call it into question as to whether or not it should be allowed on TV. So WWE becomes a more family-friendly product. And John Cena was the biggest star at the time. And he had been slowly turning into this character that was in this movie. You know, John Cena has never served in the military. But mm-hmm. if you watched anything from WWE after 2006, you wouldn't necessarily know that. Right. And And so it marked what is called the PG era of WWE, which if you follow pro wrestling, it was a dark time uh, for a lot of pro wrestling (laughs) fandom. And uh, it kind of turned John Cena into the pro wrestling icon on the level of like Hulk Hogan or Stone Cold Steve Mm -hmm. Austin. And so it was all because of this movie, basically. Okay. The Marine. The Marine. I've heard. I do recall that movie existing. I have not seen it. Um, I didn't forget Clerks 2, so I just want to say that. Clerks 2. I did say Clerks 2? Yeah. Okay, good. I saw Clerks 2 before Clerks I saw two. Clerks 1. So good, I had to say it twice, because it's, it's so a sequel. True. It's um, true. Since we went through this really fast, I'm just going to mention two crappy horror movies okay. that I really like, because they feed into certain weird things I have. The first one is The Covenant, which um, I have a thing uh, for secret societies. Yeah. And, um, and... I watched this before I knew who Sebastian Stan was, but I've definitely rewatched it since knowing who Sebastian Stan is because there is a a young Bucky in this yeah. movie, but also a secret society, which yes. which so I like it. It doesn't matter that it sucks. It has a secret society. I like it. 
Um, the other one is called Stay Alive, which feeds into my Deadly Games. Okay. Um, my love of Deadly Games, but it's like a video game thing. I think I've seen it more than once. I don't know. It's one of those movies I used to come across and just watch. Now, not sure. so much because I'm, you know, streaming and stuff. But so, yeah, if you're looking for like some fun, maybe not great, but fun Halloween watches in the next couple months, I like those two. Those are maybe good. Maybe you will as well. Yeah, those are both really, really good. Um, yeah, I don't have anything else um, from that time. Um, oh, oh, Devil Wears Prada. I just had to say it. Devil we Wears Prada. We don't have to talk about it, but I had to say it. Sure. Uh, the only notable thing, and I think it because it ties into a theme that I have for this show, um, the only thing I have from television that I think is kind of worth talking about is Heroes. Mm-hmm. Um, Heroes was fantastic. That first season of Heroes was... Amazing. It was so, so good. good. And it's a cautionary tale. Mm-hmm. And I think and I like I mentioned it. I've mentioned it on the show before. Yeah. But it's a cautionary tale when it comes to the strike for particularly the writers, because that was a writer's strike. Yeah. That this is going this writer's strike is going to have a negative ripple effect on so many shows. Of course. I talked about it on this show last week. Mm-hmm. Where I we I mentioned it. I said uh, it was like I spoke it into existence, right? Yeah. I said a show like How I Met Your Father like, the next day. Yeah, it was really quickly after you said it. Yeah. I was like, you oh know, my gosh. You know, so when they said that they're pushing back stuff, I was like, mm-hmm. that show is going to be absolutely a casualty. And Heroes was. Yeah. Heroes absolutely was a casualty because that first season is excellent. And then it is. It, it gets ruined by the writer's strike and never catches the same momentum. And it's so unfortunate. And it's so unfortunate because I look at shows that my friends are on and I know that some of them just aren't going to make it. Mm-hmm. And it's really unfortunate because they're phenomenal. The show's really good. People enjoy it. And you're just going over this with like, it's just corporate greed at this point. Oh yeah, definitely. This is ridiculous. You know, it's, it's absolutely, absolutely ridiculous. And just to be clear, if case anyone doesn't know already, whenever we say negative things about the strike, we're not negatively speaking about writers or actors because they should get everything they deserve. We're talking in the actors union, the holdouts, right? We're talking about the, um, the, um, the studio. Oh, yes, thank you. That was the word the I was studios. looking for. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're talking about the yeah. studios. Yeah, so if we say negative talking. things, it is geared towards yeah. the studios, just so you know. Yeah, like, uh, you know, here's the thing. I'm going to rant about this in a little bit, so let's just okay. get, get through this. Um, I um, very I have much a, agree about yeah. Heroes. It was on my list, and it did get ruined, and it is very sad. It wasn't the only casualty, but it was definitely the saddest casualty of that particular writer's strike. Yes. Uh, so then I got two really fun positives, but I only actually I have two positives and then one really weird one. Uh, the two positives are uh, Dimes, Drivens and Dives starts this year. OK, uh, Guy Fieri wins the net, next Food Network star or whatever Food Network um, thing, and they give him his own show. That's what you won when you won that, like the next celebrity TV chef, whatever. Really? And, yeah. So he ends up pitching and getting Diners, Drive-Ins and Dives, and it's been on the air ever since. So that show's fantastic, uh, as well as um, 
watch Mojo, and that's not really television. It's mo- it's a YouTube channel. Right, right, right. But I do feel it's significant enough to mention in 2006 that uh, this is when Watch Mojo started. And I'm going to have to now, like, I, this is a thing I'm trying to think of because we should be around the time of Good Mythical Morning as well. Uh, oh, really? It's that old? Yeah, they. I didn't been realize they've been around that long. Watch Mojo, yeah. I did know, but twelve. Okay, maybe not. Maybe not that far because it was twelve. They're they're about to do season twenty four next week, uh, and I think they do two a year. I don't know okay. if that's always been the case, but so mm-hmm. it might be. I'm gonna have to look it up. But Watch Mojo, a very prominent YouTube channel. I'm pretty sure if you listen to this podcast, you're familiar with YouTube and probably Watch Mojo. But their whole shtick is is they just do top ten lists. Mm-hmm. That's their now they do like weird different numbers, but but they used to do that. And then uh, I I also started watching it was uh, Powerpuff Girls Z. It was the Powerpuff Girls, but as an anime, more okay. anime than it kind of was originally, but. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so those that's really all I got for, for television. Well, those are fun. Um, can you hear music on my end? Because my upstairs neighbor is playing music really loud. You know, I couldn't until you absolutely told uh, said it, and now I can hear it bumping. Okay. It's fine. Well, it's fine. There's yeah. just a sweet party mix going on yeah. in the background. Okay. It's nice. not like we're going to get it's demonetized. It's not so sweet at like 2 a.m. when it's very loud, and I have to bang on the ceiling. But anyway, that's a different story. Um, I have... 30 Rock, which I love. Okay. 30 Rock is a very fun show. Um, and, and Matt Damon has a, a small arc on that as a pilot named Carol who dates cool. Tina Fey. And it is very funny because he is very funny. Um, the Hills, which was the the um, Real OC or whatever it was called. Laguna Beach. It was a Laguna Beach spinoff, okay. The Hills. So that took place in L.A. and sure. was all kinds of reality soapy goodness. And... One of my favorites, like, ever, Dexter, came okay. out that year. And, um, you know, final season aside, which I don't even know how I feel about, to be honest with you, but final sure. season aside, Dexter is some phenomenal TV. There was, like, one point while watching Dexter, I think probably in season two, that I, like, legitimately felt bad for people who weren't watching this show and didn't know what they were missing. <laughs> like, sure. I was sure. like... You know, I just I just feel bad for anybody that's missing this and doesn't realize right. it. And on the edge of my seat for real, it's very good. If you like, you know, suspense, thriller, serial killer stuff and you haven't seen Dexter, what the hell are you doing with your life? Why haven't you seen Dexter yet? Watch it. Yeah. I uh, I was a stand in on the new Dexter. Um, oh, yeah. Have I have I mentioned that on this show before? No. Was it the one in the snow in the woods? Yeah, in the middle of the woods yes. and stuff. Yes, not in the show, just to me though. <laughs> oh yeah, so I was uh yeah during COVID, uh when I real I like went and was working as a stand-in uh for one of the early episodes. I never watched it. I haven't um, seen that either. I haven't seen the new one, but that was that was a fun thing. So I'm not going to bore you guys with the details of being a stand in. Basically, when they're like doing all the lighting and production stuff, they uh, you like just stand. You vaguely look like the character. And by vaguely, it's mostly the same skin tone and hair color. Like, mm-hmm. you know, most people think like, oh, a stand in. And they think that it's a person that looks identical to the movie star or and it's just no someone that has the vague body type, skin color and hair color. That's really all they're looking for, because they're just trying to light 
the scene and they right. just need to see how bright something should be. And if this person standing in is black, but the actor is white, then they're going to work for lighting. They're, uh, they're going to, you're going to have to light those people completely differently. Correct. You know? Um, and so, yeah, it's really not that glamorous. Uh, and in the one, the day I was shooting, it was like on a lake and negative 15 degrees out. Yeah. I remember it, that story. That yeah, really during, cold. during the middle of COVID, it was yeah. awful. We were in the, it was awful, awful, awful. Um, but yeah, so that's, uh, that's it for TV shows, huh? Yeah. All right. Well, it's got- not a big TV year. Yeah. You got any books? Probably because there was a writer's strike. Probably. Well, and you know what? I, I Most of what I saw that came out in 2006 was kids shows because I had another kid in 2008. So like sure. that sure. stuff was still all on. But I was like, I'm not listing like Wonder Pets and a bunch of freaking kids shows. Sure. Um, books. So <laughs> on an iceberg. What <laughs> is that? Is so, that the- I don't know. Don't What's get it stuck in my head. Don't sing it. Don't sing it. Don't sing it. Don't sing an Wonder Brett song. It'll it will be in my head all night. Um, so I'm doing something. <laughs> Ed is turning red. Oh, it's so funny. All I can think of is stupid TikTok songs. What's a penguin? Um, What's an iceberg? Oh jeez. Well, Cole did know what a gondola was from from at a very young age. I mean, if he knew now, that would not be impressive. <laughs> yeah, it would not be impressive at all. <laughs> 15, he's like, I know what a gondola is. I know is. what a gondola Good is. Good for you, kid. There's ones that uh, go in the water and yeah. ones that go up a mountain. He was um, very young. I was surprised he knew what a gondola was. It was from Wonder Pets. So never say that TV's all bad. Anyway. Uh, my, aunt's, my aunt's turtle is named after the turtle in uh, Wonder Pets. Really? I don't remember the turtle. She's a name, preschool teacher. But it's, that's fun. Yeah. Um, okay, so I'm going to do something a little different going forward with, with books, I think, because there's so many series of books that I have read or listened to that, like, every year come out. And I don't want to just keep, like, being like, this is book four of this book series or whatever. So I'm going to go through the, if it's a, the first book in the series, I'll mention it normal. And if it's a standalone book, I'll mention it normal. And then I'm just going to be like, these series had entries this year and not sure. kind of go through each one's title and which number in the series it was, unless for some special reason, like I loved it a lot. I want to, um, unless I feel like it. So books that aren't in middle of a series, we have sharp objects by right. Jillian Flynn, I believe is her last name. She wrote gone girl. Um, right. after I read gone girl, which I only read because David Fincher was directing the movie. And I was like, well, now I have to see it. So I have to read this book. I went back and read all her other books. And um, this one does not stand out to me at all, to be honest with you. <laughs> sure. <laughs> so there's a ringing endorsement for sharp objects right there. I didn't feel like it was a waste of my time or anything. Yeah. Like I did enjoy it, but it was just kind of standard. Um, a series by Brandon Sanderson, the first entry, and that's why I'm mentioning it, called The Final Empire. It's the Mistborn series, which okay. is like a really cool fantasy, very unique magic style series uh by brandon sanderson world war z okay which you know i'm sure most people are familiar with the brad pitt movie i listened to this in audiobook and it's one of the few books i recommend this way because of the fact that it's done as like different kind of entries 
in stories. Like, I don't know how it was written out in the book, but listening to it, it sounds like it's like snippets of interviews and stuff from people that were all in different places of the world when the zombie apocalypse happened. And they have different actors with different voices. So it just it works really, really well for audio is what I'm saying. Okay. Um, we had to Stephen King, The Cell in Lissy's Story, which Lissy's Story is also an Apple TV Plus show that I watched recently. That's pretty good. The Ruins, um, which is about ruins with some bad intentions because, mm-hmm. you know, it's a book I read, so it's not nice. Um, was that also that a, movie? a movie by? Yes, it was. Okay. Yeah, where the vines eat you, pretty yeah, much. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, they're, like, stuck. They can't leave the top yeah. of, like, this ruined thing. And then... The pyramid? This, yes. And then um, a book I'm pretty sure no one listening probably has heard of, but I really like called The Thirteenth Tale. And it's okay. about... Um, this writer is asked by, like, a very old, very well-known, renowned writer who has, throughout her history, like, she's made up different stories about her past... She's had like 12 different iterations of how she's explained her past. And she decides she wants to tell the the real story because she's going to die. She's old. So she asks this young up and coming writer to come write the story. And her story is very interesting. And obviously it's her 13th story. And um, I think I've read it twice. I really like it. Um, So if it sounds interesting to you. Uh, I don't I didn't really tell you much about it, but it, OK, <laughs> sure. Anyway, moving on. So we have entries in the following series, Twilight, Percy Jackson, the Millennium Trilogy, which for those who don't know, is the Girl with the Dragon Tattoo series, Uglies, the Sookie Stackhouse, a.k.a. True Blood series, Septimus Heap and the Agent Pendergast series mm. in Dresden Files. But I didn't get that far in Dresden Files, so. I mean, there's more, but these are just the ones that I was actually actively reading these series. And that's it. All right. I have one comic book um, in July, I believe, of 2006. Marvel's Civil War started. Nice. Uh, um, and so that would run for a year, but it started uh, in June. And it is so good. And I highly recommend if you like Marvel stuff, uh, go and check it out. It's awesome. It's really cool. It's the thing that I really liked about the MCU version and the comic book version is that there are a lot of similarities and a ton of differences, mm-hmm. you know, based on what characters are available, what those characters do when they're available, who's important, who's not important, you know, those, those type of things. So, uh, go and check it out. You should be able to buy like one of those like Bibles by this point that has right, like right, everything right. in it the or compendium. Yeah, the compendium yeah. or Marvel Ultimate, I think, is their uh, their online service. You can subscribe and mm-hmm. you can subscribe. And, and they get usually have books. free trials because I know they that's do. how I read like the Infinity War series. Yeah. Infinity Gauntlet series. It was through yeah. a free trial. And that. they do a great job of putting all of those things together. Yes. In order too. Which yes. is great, where it's like, hey, this is how you're supposed to read this. Right? That's one of the most daunting things about trying to jump into comic books. Is it's Oh, like, is where to start? Where to start, yeah. The problem yeah. is is that it turns in, it's like it's like uh, uh, getting addicted to like a hardcore drug, right? Because <laughs> you, you start real small and you're like, oh, this is good. And you're like, I really like Batman, so I'm just going to read Batman. And then you're like, well, 
the storyline continues over in Detective Comics. Okay, I'll just get Batman in Detective Comics. <laughs> and then the next thing you know, you're writing lists out of everything you want for the month for the guy's shop that you go to and <laughs> handing it to him. So he tucks it aside and puts it in a cabinet for you. Right. So you can just go and pick it up every week. And it's like a weird, shameful drug deal. when And then you see each other out in public because he lives in a local shop. So you like obviously go to the same CVS. Right. Oh. God, it's wild. <laughs> that's fantastic. But just get Marvel Unlimited because that's the, then you'll be able to read it's the unlimited. stuff. Unlimited. That's Unlim- why because it. it's Marvel and it's, it's unlimited. unlimited. Uh, yeah. Did you see any video games that kind of stuck um, out? Yeah, a few. Mostly, I think my daughter played them, not me. But that's okay. Sure. Um, there's Pirates of the Caribbean Legend of Jack Sparrow game, okay. which I probably tried to play. I don't know how far she got in it. I did not do very get very far in it at all. Um, Final Fantasy twelve. Yeah. I don't remember which one that was, but I know it's before I stopped playing. I think yeah. I'm pretty sure. Um, I have a typo, but Legend of Spyro New Beginning. Mm-hmm. If there's a Spyro, we probably had it. Um, a game called Jaws Unleashed. My daughter conned my mom into letting her watch Jaws at a very young age. Um, and she loved it. So yeah. so we got Jaws Unleashed. This is kind of a Echo the Dolphin type thing. But you thing. eat people? But, but you had no, like, we, I don't, we didn't ever figure out how the hell we were supposed to play this game, to be honest with you. And now I kind of wish I had it again to see if I could figure it out. Because sure. Jaws Unleashed was very leashed by its incomp i can't even incompetence yes sure and we sports came out we got the we the we um motion controllers controller and i did not play this and i did not watch its source material but i find it hilarious there was a desperate housewives video game now i don't know if you're like fighting over who gets to sleep with jesse metcalf first or like throwing wine at people i don't know these are the only things i know about the show so fair enough but i i kind of want to just see the game just because i can't imagine what you do in it and um Uh, that's it it's probably one of those like um like a live action comic situation. Yeah, maybe. You know, so it might be one of those. Uh, I had a couple of games, but nothing crazy. Uh, one of my favorite games that was big for me around this era was WWE SmackDown versus Raw 2007. Mm-hmm. Um, me and my buddy, uh, we used to just play this all the time. Uh, we it would just be me and him, and we'd just be playing for hours and hours and hours. Uh, it was a ton of fun, and so I have really good memories surrounding that. God Hand is a really fun, um, like beat 'em up RPG. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a ton of fun. I highly recommend it if you haven't played it. Then Marvel Ultimate Alliance. Have you? You've never played this game. I feel like you would I love it. Don't. No, I've dabbled like I've come across some Marvel games. I did. Was there like a phone version or like an app version of this? Because I feel like there, I had some there app might, version. Of I it. believe there was, and it was absolutely nothing like this. But I believe yeah, I'm there sure. Because I, I believe I in, played that in the like 2006 era. That was like everything had a tie-in phone game, and mm-hmm. it was bad. But the cool thing was is that it was a. Uh, it took place in the Marvel comic universe. And you could build your team to be any combination of Marvel heroes. I forget how many were in there, but I want to say it was like 30. 
Mm-hmm. And so you would like play through the game. You would play through the game and you like started as Spider-Man, Captain America, Thor and Wolverine. Mm-hmm. And as you progress through the game, you meet other heroes and then they join your team. And so you're able to kind of mix and match. And there's like different boosts for like teams. So if you have like the Fantastic Four, because you get you get four people at any given time. Mm-hmm. And so if you have uh, all four of the Fantastic Four, everybody's stats get increased. Okay. Because, because it's the actual team. Did they have like a re-release or a remake of this game? So there was this one. There was it was on PlayStation or it was on PlayStation two, three, Xbox 360. Mm-hmm. I know it was on Xbox 360 because that's what I had it for. And then there was a gold edition that had downloadable characters. OK, but there was like a really fun thing where, like, if you had Captain America in your party and you come across the Winter Soldier early in the game, mm-hmm. they have a personal interaction Nice. They have a personal interaction. Uh, you know that um, you know that move in the uh, original Avengers movie when Iron Man shoots Captain America's shield and it like the beams bounce off and hit everybody. Yes. That move was basically from this game. Oh, cool. Like that was a thing you could do. I realized you... I was thinking of Lego Avengers anyway, so sure. not a remake of this game. <laughs> no, Lego <laughs> Avengers is very different. Uh, we have the start of the Gears of War franchise, which was a big uh, Xbox property, really kind of helped launch the Xbox 360. Saints Row, uh, the kick, the start off to this franchise, which is really funny because Saints Row started out as a uh, Grand Theft Auto clone. Mm-hmm. It started out as a Grand Theft Auto clone and it was like super duper serious. And then like they realized they couldn't compete in that space with Grand Theft Auto. So they basically uh, decided to go balls to the wall, like insanity. And then like in the fourth game, you have to like fight your way out of hell. It's like it's weird. It gets really crazy. There's a dildo mm-hmm. gun. OK, so, interesting. Yeah. So there's that. And then probably the most infamous game. Wait, uh, does the dildo gun look like a dildo and it but shoots bullets or does it shoot dildos? You know what? I've never played it that Because now I need to know that. So here's the thing. <laughs> we'll figure that out offline and we'll talk about it uh, offline. <laughs> you know you want to know. I Our do want to know. audience wants to know. Yeah. And so join the Discord. And we'll all speculate and then we'll watch together. So all of our search histories are weird. And then probably the most infamous game of this year is uh, Sonic the Hedgehog 06. It's Mm -hmm. a glitchy mess. It's terrible. And Sonic falls in love with a human woman. And it's weird. weird. It's weird. Territory right there. Yeah, it is Howard the Duck territory. So, um, yeah, that's that's what I got going on in 2005. What's going on with you? In 2006? I mean, 2006. Time travel is going on with you, Ed. In 2006. I'm losing my mind. That's it. But that's that's it. That's Um, it. That's all I got, too. So do you want to go first with stuff you watched or you want me to just do the rant first? Um, it's up to you. I, I don't think my stuff will take up too much time. I can probably make it take up less time if needed. So why don't you go first? Okay. Um, you know, I said a lot of the kind of the stuff, but, uh, you know, I'm I'm furious, right? 
I'm I'm furious at the um, at the studios, right? Yeah. I I explained how I was in New York City and I like actually saw the protests, you know, went and like talked to everybody and kind of like, you know, just was kind of a part of it. You know, being in Massachusetts, being in Massachusetts, our film community isn't really strong in that way because mm-hmm. you you kind of hit a ceiling here very quickly and then you either are okay with that ceiling stop or move to LA or New York to try and kind of boost her up. But like, you're not really, there's not really a very strong community here right? because of that, you know, Mm -hmm. which, which makes sense with New York being four hours away. You can live here and go work in New York. Like it's, Mm -hmm. that is when I was a kid, that's what we used to do. Right. I used to go down to New York all the time for auditions and, and stuff like that. And, um, it's just really frustrating because like we do this show and I feel like I'm in such an awkward spot, right? I feel like I'm in such an awkward, awkward spot because there's so much good, so many good things happening. Mm-hmm. So many good things happening and so many talented people doing really talented work and I can't talk about them and I don't feel yeah. comfortable talking about them, right? Because at the end of the day, I believe wholeheartedly I believe wholeheartedly in the strikes and everything that the actors are standing for. I get apprehensive on this show because I'm not as active in the acting community as I once was or as I would like to be. But, you know, it is still a we, right? Like, I am a part of this union. I've been a part of this union since 1998. Like, it's been a long, long time. And it's crazy because you see things like Aaron Paul talk about how Breaking Bad uh, on Netflix. He didn't see a dime from that. Right. He didn't get any residuals. He didn't get crazy, which is mind boggling. Yeah. You know, I saw that. It's nuts. Because Breaking Bad was the reason to like, like, I don't know if you remember that Breaking Bad was going to be taken off of Netflix. It got taken off. It was off for like a week and a half. And so many people stopped subscribing to Netflix that they immediately re-upped their contract for uh for Breaking Bad to be on their streaming service. Mm-hmm. And that's awful that these these studios with their own streaming proprietary streaming services and you know things like Netflix where it's like, you know, I get that they're leasing, they're like leasing the movies because they don't really own them or whatever, but It's just it's so upsetting to then see people like put a community note on Twitter uh, and be like, oh, Aaron Paul got paid by AMC like millions of dollars for that role. And it's like that that mindset, that mindset of you're lucky to be here Mm -hmm. is so upsetting and frustrating Mm -hmm. because it discredits the art and artistry and work that all of these talented people put in there, like put in the hard work because here's the thing. Anybody listening, I am way better at this than you. I am a thousand percent. And you can be sitting there and thinking behind yourself, like to yourself that, No, I could do that. No, you can't. 
I've watched people try, and I'm not in the same league as people that are on television consistently. Right. You know what I mean? It is so hard, and it is so hard to do this, and people want to shit on actors and writers for being quote-unquote soft, and I can tell you firsthand that this life is by far the most stressful thing in the world. And yeah. yeah I, and yeah, I don't fight fires and I don't lift heavy things for a living. That's not what I wanted to do. And I also understand that some people don't have a passion for something, mm-hmm. right? Like there are things like there are people that I know that are just happy to do whatever they're doing. And there's just something in the back of my head that just gnaws at my brain every single day that just makes me say, I need to create something. I want to create something. There is, there's, there's something here. There's, there is beauty and art in this weird interaction I had with this lady at the supermarket that could, you know, my mind wanders and it turns into an elaborate story and I need to get that out. Right. I understand that people don't, don't, uh, don't necessarily have that. Yeah. And, and that's not how their job operates, but at the end of the day, anybody that says the actors don't deserve to work hard have never actually tried to live with that insecurity. I work behind and in front of the camera, right? I work behind and in front, producing stuff, being in front of the stuff, doing stuff like this because there is no security. Mm-hmm. I can't I can't just show up at Liberty Mutual and be an accountant from nine to five, you know, from nine to five, Monday through Friday. It's just not something that I have the ability to do. And yeah, people like Meryl Streep and Tom Hanks are like uber, uber millionaires, but there's a real person that I can point to my friend, Richie Moriarty. Uh, he is on the show. Ghosts plays the scout master on ghosts with the arrow through his neck. Oh, uh, well, I think I've only, have I seen both versions or just the British version? I've seen the scout master with arrow through his neck. Yeah. I've seen him, but on the American version, he's on the American. Yes. And this is his first gig like this, Mm -hmm. right? He's been in a thousand commercials and I guarantee you've seen him because he was even in the like pre super bowl ad, but like this is his first gig, be, like being a television personality, and that guy's not making millions of dollars, right? You know what I mean? And he's got a wife and kids, you know what I mean? And like he's got to live life, and he still has to pay for his electric, you know. And it's it is insanity to say that the actors are being greedy or that you're just lucky to do this. You're just lucky to do this. Like it doesn't require any sort of skill and talent. And these studios are making so much money and we're not asking for a lot, but when you're talking about billions of dollars, 
you know, maybe you can help pay everybody yeah. a fair livable wage. That's I wanted to say that, like, yeah, some actors are multi multi millionaires, like they're ridiculously rich. But so they shouldn't have so they shouldn't get paid for their work when a studio is making money for it. Like, that's my yeah. thing. If if somebody's making money off of it, if it's making a studio richer, there should be a yes. trickle down effect where it makes yeah. the people that made I, it and not I just would, the actors. But um, and if you have a problem with the fact that people making that kind of stuff are, are multi multimillionaires, well, that comes down to like what they charge us for in the end and and yeah. where the money gets invested in the studios. But it's not fair you know? for the studios and, and it's also to keep such, all the money. It's also such a disingenuous argument because I've also heard this where it's like, well, such and such profession needs to get paid more if you're going to get paid more. And it's like, look, here's the thing. You're right. Everybody needs to get paid more. Everybody needs to get paid more. But you know what? I don't care about the teachers union or the firefighters union or the police union because one, I'm not one of them and it those don't affect me. But. I'm a hundred percent behind all of you to get paid more. The yeah. FedEx workers, the you know, everybody. Everybody getting needs to get residuals paid more. from Netflix is not taking away from teachers, I promise you. Yeah. Like it's not it's not a it's not an either a, or situation. Yeah, it's such a disingenuous argument. It drives yeah. me goddamn dumb. And it's you know, and it's like Except for our listeners. Our listeners are not dumb, but everybody else is dumb. Sure. But it's like, God. There are so many things I want to talk about and I just can't. And, you know, to then hear that it's like the, the actors are arguing in bad faith. It's like every, I don't always need an electrician, Mm -hmm. right? I don't always need an electrician, but I guarantee you that everybody on the planet sits down and watches something on a screen that somebody made. I 100% believe that, and you're a goddamn liar if you're going to sit here and tell me that every single night you curl up with a good book and have never watched television <laughs> or went to the movies or watched a stupid thing on your vi- your phone. Like, it's, it is insanity to me that, that, oh, God, I just, I'm, I get so mad about it. And so now I have to sit here and the only thing that's going to be produced that is scripted content going into the fall is going to legitimately be professional wrestling. Like, well, that, Loki season two is coming out. Yeah, but I can't talk about it on this show. Oh, you can't. OK, I, I can't thought yeah, I was going to say in Gen Z, I was like, wait, no, there's stuff coming. I'm not yeah. stuck with wrestling. <laughs> yeah. You know, but it's you're going to start seeing a lot of stuff pushed. You know, stuff that is slated thing. You know, you're already seeing things get pushed, but mm-hmm. it's like I'm going to have that in football like you. So interesting. I, I read an interesting thing recently that AMC has a made a deal with the writers or actors yep. or both or whatever for interview with a vampire and the sister series there, the um, the witches series, and I think one other series, I don't remember what, but basically they made a deal where they can make the next season, like they can be in production yeah, for them. Yeah. So there have Without, been there have been instances. I think A24 is one of them. Yeah, A24 uh, is one of them. I think most of the indie studios. Yeah, they've all agreed. Too. They've right. all agreed, and that's that's mm-hmm. what makes it even more frustrating is that 
like, yeah, of course, if I tell you that my production company will honor any SAG agreements, it's like, yeah, you know, get fucked. That, you know what right. I mean? Like, that doesn't mean anything. But A24 is one of the best studios going. Like, yeah, oh, for sure. Like, they're I mean, not they're not all my movies, mm-hmm. but they're all bangers for the people that they're intended for. I mean, they're all interesting. Like, if I see that it's an A24 or Neon, really, at this point, if I see it's yeah. an A24 or Neon movie... I'm I'm going to at least see what it's about. Like I can't say that for any of the big studios. I can't be like, "Oh, this is a Warner Brothers movie. Let me yeah. let me just check it cuz I love yeah. Warner Brothers." Like, no, right. that doesn't and happen. And that's and really that's kind of the that's kind of the big issue, right? Is that you're you have people that are in charge of these studios that no longer want to make movies, right? Mm-hmm. I also think that you're a liar. You're a liar if you don't like you don't want like my uncle my uncle loves making movies in a way that I don't love making movies, right? Not to say that it's any more or less invalid, right? But mm-hmm. my uncle loves making these, like, fictional little sketches on his phone with, like, whoever's around, either at work or at home. And he just shows them to his friends, and he's really proud of them. But any time that I've tried to, like, get him a gig, like, mm-hmm. actually acting or being creative in a way to like professionally make money. He just can't do it. Right. Mm -hmm. And so that is the purest and truest. I love this. Right. Right. Because he legitimately does not care if he makes money. Right. Mm -hmm. For me, it's, it's a hybrid of the two. Right. Yeah. I love this. I love doing this and I can get paid to do it. So I'm going to do that because the alternative is, awful for me for <laughs> yeah the, no, the awful, i mean you, you know what i mean i won't that, speak to that yeah you know but that's <laughs> that's it right and and so it's like i don't believe when anybody says that like you know oh i don't make movies for the money it's like no no no. We are, we're all here to make money we're all right. here to if i'm releasing it in a movie theater i'm there to make money right so i i'm 100 on board with making money i just don't think that these studio heads love making movies in any way, shape or form. And it's shown in the product of Mm -hmm. what we get and how stressed things are, you know, you know, there was a big crew movement a while ago for proper sleep regulations. Oh yeah. Because I mean, it's ridiculous because a poor girl died or several people died. I'm thinking of two different things. What was that documentary we watched in school? The, the, about the sleep deprivation. We watched yeah. like an entire documentary. I forget what it was called. Yeah, we did. It was, wild. It was really good. Yeah, it was very good. And, and I, horrifying. And it yes. made me feel like, yeah, I'm not going into this business cause I can't live on four yeah. hours of sleep. You know, like that was the thing they, they like came in and they were like, Hey, like we don't, we're not able to sleep. And it's like, these are the type of working conditions that people don't see. Right. Where it's mm-hmm. like, I show you, you get hired on one of these things. Um, here's a prime example. I was hired to be on the movie surrogates with Bruce Willis. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I had multiple days. I had multiple lines. I was in multiple scenes. And one of the days was an action sequence. And the way that the union contract is negotiated is it's for eight hours. It's supposed to be an eight-hour workday, and you get paid X. And it's a pre-negotiated rate based off of, you know, what role you are on the the call sheet. 
Right. And so that's a pre-negotiated blah, 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 blah. Don't need to mm-hmm. get into the details. The After the eight hours, we get overtime. And then after two hours of overtime at time and a half, we get two hours of double time. Mm-hmm. And then after that, it's what's called golden time, mm-hmm. which is the accumulation of the day yeah. in the in every hour. So the mm-hmm. everything up until that point, every hour until we're done to try and incentivize people to not go these ways. But we spent 18 hours working yeah. on this movie. And it's like and then I we got to turn around and be at the next location at seven o'clock the next day. Right. And you know? typically the crew has to be there before and stays later than the actors. Yes. So yeah. if you're there 18 hours, the crew's probably there over 20. Yeah. Which is know? insane. And, That's just and, so crazy. And the way – it's just the way we do things because it's a matter of getting this done, not about doing this right. Right. And, like, I look, I get it, right? Like, sometimes it's like, look, we only have this museum for four hours and we got to get the most of it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I understand being, like, crunched for time and, like, having to get stuff done and sacrificing in that way for, like, for the art. But, like, man, like, I would love for that to change. To be, you know, have, like, realistic, uh, like realistic timelines for these things for these people to create this stuff. Mm-hmm. So the, I'm, I'm going to go in circles. Uh, yeah. If, if I we keep going, move on. So I want to let you rant, but I also feel like we should move on. Yeah. So we should move on. So, um, if anybody knows what that documentary is. Tell us on the discord. Cause now I want to know it was really good. It was. Um, so yeah. And in terms of things that I watched, there were two WWE, there were two wrestling pay-per-views that I had mentioned last week. Uh, one of them was WWE payback that I thought was a really great show. They have an interesting thing coming up because their merger with UFC, uh, begins next Tuesday, uh, September 12th. Okay. So, so they, they got purchased by whoever owns UFC and they're like merging into some holdings company. Look, I'm not going to even pretend to know that I know what any of that nonsense means, but as that stuff, you know, changes and becomes interesting, I will share that knowledge with you guys. Uh, CM Punk got into another fight in AEW and got fired. And, um, I know that, that, I know that there's only like four or five people that have any idea what I'm talking about. Uh, but CM Punk is an asshole and he is, he is the problem. That guy's the problem. And I'm really glad that he's gone from AEW and I can talk about why that is such a good thing. Um, but I, this is not the new age insiders. I'm not playing Liam Stryker at the moment, but if the strike continues, I might have to. (laughs) (laughs) What about you? Anything fun? Chris will have to come out of retirement. Oh yeah. Um, Yes, I did watch some fun things. Um, so I ended up watching Asteroid City, which okay. is now streaming on Peacock, I believe. And um, for anyone who doesn't know, that was a Wes Anderson movie that came out earlier in the summer. And it it it, it got weird in ways I didn't expect. Sure. Like Wes Anderson's always like a little quirky and off kilter, but like doesn't usually leave me going what the fuck is going on in this movie sure but this was a bit of a this was a bit of a what the fuck um but um i was watching that with a friend who's a big fan of wes anderson movies and i had wanted to see asteroid city anyway but then we also watched the grand budapest hotel because i had not seen that one either i have seen some other wes anderson but not yeah. um 
not that and not there's there's a bunch i haven't seen and uh that was really good that was really fun it was more of the quirky Wes Anderson than I expected. Less of the sure. what the fuck. And what the fuck isn't bad. Like, I like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just was, sh- was surprising to me that it just went where it went. Um, so those were both a lot of fun. And I watched Predator for the first time. The one uh, with Arnold Schwarzenegger? Yes. Oh, uh, my God. I love Predator. So you can thank, you can thank Alan, who's in the uh, Discord all the time. Thank you. Uh, he got me to watch Predator. And I have to say, I really enjoyed it, but I really liked the resourcefulness in the pre-planning of the Predator. Like, I liked that this alien, now we don't know why he came to Earth or how he came to Earth. And he probably talks about it in later movies and they give him a whole backstory, I'm sure, because that's how things work. But regardless, in this one, only one I've seen, we have no idea how or why he's there. But he's got his weapons. He's got his tools. He, like knows what's up like he didn't come unprepared he was ready to defend himself to heal himself like i appreciated that it's also bananas when you find out that basically the lore is is that he's just a hunter yeah but i liked i really liked that he only hunted people with weapons although apparently if you have a weapon and then throw down your weapon you're still up for grabs but if you never have a weapon yeah he's like whatever with you so so because Which is fantastic. Yeah, they're they're like actual uh it's like a hunter, right? Like you right. can't you have like rules you have to follow mm-hmm. and that's that's kind of their deal, right? Is that so, they, it's humans are deer. Right. So I really I mean I can't say that I was like a fan like I was on his side necessarily. Yeah. But I I appreciated a lot about the predator. As a character in an alien. It's a fun franchise. It intersects with the aliens franchise. Um, And so I've seen all the aliens movies. So I probably will now watch predator so I can get up to the intersection and watch those because I've always considered like doing that anyway. Now that I've seen the first one, there's Uh, also not as many, there's not as many predator movies because there's one more, which is very different uh, with Danny Glover. Mm-hmm. Uh, is two and then alien versus predator is the next one that the predator oh, that's like only in. the third one yeah they didn't make oh, wow. a whole yeah like okay it was those two i'll definitely watch it then i don't even have to go that far yeah and then alien versus predator i think there's another i think there's a second alien versus predator and then i think there's another predator movie with um adrian brody and yeah. Lawrence Fishburne. And then I think that they just made a movie that was like a predator movie called but Prey. Prey. That was Prey, it. Yeah. I've and heard really so good things about Prey. I heard fantastic things about it and I had no idea it was a predator movie. I know that like, so when I was trying to pull the movie up and I was talking into my remote, there was a, the predator and predator. There were two different movies, yeah. but one is just called Predator and one is The Predator. And I don't remember which was the right one that we watched. I think it's The Predator. Yeah. But um, so there's there's a bunch out there. And I think there's two that intersect with Alien at this point. I could have sworn there was at least two crossovers, but I could definitely be wrong about that. Um, yeah. So I watched those movies and those were all fun. I watched I haven't talked about this much, if at all, which is weird because I love this show so much. Um, what we do in the shadows had its oh, season yeah. finale. I believe, I'm pretty sure. 
almost positive. I should have probably made sure it was a season finale, but I'm I'm very I'm pretty close to positive. Anyway, I I did not love this season as much as I've loved previous seasons. It wasn't as much laugh out loud funny for me. But there was a lot of character stuff and a lot of um, more kind of emotional stuff. And I really liked the finale. I really liked how they closed it out. Um, I thought it was very satisfying and not necessarily a laugh. It was more of a heartfelt episode, more of a touching thing. But um, yeah, I think they ended really strong for what we do in the Shadows finale. I liked it a lot. Um, I watched Ahsoka, of course, and I have to say, I'm glad this was episode four. Episode three, I didn't really talk about. It was fine. I didn't love it as much as one and two. And I was like, "Uh oh, are we going to have another one of those Star Wars shows with just like decreasing quality as we go? Um, no, episode four was great. I loved episode four so much. I don't want to give spoilers because it just came out like two days ago, but there's so many things like if we were doing a spoiler talk that I could just start listing that I loved in episode four. So maybe down the road, maybe when the show's all over, we can like have a talk about it. Maybe we'll see where the strike is at, I guess. Right. It won't be yeah. done by then. No. Um, and I rewatched Boogie Nights. I liked I haven't Boogie, seen Boogie Nights in a while. Rewatch Boogie Nights. Um, and that I think is pretty much it. I mean, I did watch other stuff, obviously, because I've watched stuff constantly, but nothing worth mentioning. Sure. That's fantastic. What are you looking forward to? Anything fun? Well, I'm looking forward to Ahsoka episode five. Very much yeah. so. Um, I didn't look to see specifically what's coming out in the like Friday to Friday week that we have. But I do know that Bottoms is finally coming to a theater near me this weekend. So oh, it's happening, good. people. I will see Bottoms. I will talk about Bottoms. I will find a way. It's unfortunately like the rare weekend that I'm busy, but I will find a way to talk about it and see it hopefully before the next time we record. Um, King on Film, the documentary I mentioned last week, actually comes out today. So I was like a little uh, like for me, it was like a week, but it was a little uh, ahead of myself with that one. So um, Friday, what the eighth? Yeah. So I still haven't seen that. I'm still going to try to find it and watch it. Um, I have not gotten to start the book I mentioned either called Holly because it came to my download pre-order at the same time as a a library book that I was waiting for became available on hold. And I didn't want to lose that. So I I started that one first. And um, oh, and I'm going to see John Stewart, John Mulaney and Pete Davidson tomorrow night. That seems super fun. Yeah, it's all the way in Springfield. I'm crazy, but whatever. Yeah. It'll be a blast. Yeah, this will still be fun. That'll be really, really good. I hope you have fun. You'll have to tell me how it is. I will absolutely do that. Perfect. Um, I'm really looking forward to the NFL kicking off. Uh, we're oh, recording, yeah. We're recording this on Thursday. Uh, we're recording this on a Thursday, and uh, okay. that me- the NFL kicks off tonight. Okay. Yes. Uh, with the Chiefs and the Lions, uh, so I'm going to be watching that. Then college football kicked off last weekend. Uh, really excited. Uh, the team that I root for is Penn State. Uh, so you know. Can I ask why? Uh, it's Lisa's um, family. Okay. So fair enough. Uh, but then the um, 
I don't have that. I figured it was as good a reason as any. To no, it, it's fine. I, if I root have, for anybody, I root for Purdue because of Corey. So. Sure, right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that's really the problem. We went to a school that one doesn't exist anymore, and two never had a sports program. Even the other school I went to that like does exist and had sports was not televised sports. They sure, were not at right. that level. Yeah. Sure. Sure. So, uh, so yeah, that's that. And then. Um, uh, yeah, and then the Patriots play on Sunday, and yeah. really excited about that. It's Tom Brady Day, so mm-hmm. we'll be able to have like a really really fun time and we'll watch all those highlights of when the Patriots were really good, and then and we're then gonna cry. watch, and then we're gonna watch the <laughs> Patriots get destroyed uh, and because and die the, inside. because the worst part of their team is their offensive line, and the best part of the Eagles team is their defensive line. Uh, so that's just not a recipe for success, but that's why we play the games. So we'll see mm-hmm. next week. But yeah, there we go. Um, anything else before we get on out of here? Mm. Oh, I did want to mention, I mentioned interview with a vampire in the, in the witches show. Um, they are AMC shows, but if you don't have AMC plus and don't want to get AMC plus and you are curious to check them out, they are on HBO for a limited time. I don't know how long that limited time is. That's just how I read it. Um, but yeah, if you don't have AMC and you want to check out interview with a vampire, the series, which I highly, highly, highly recommend, even if you've never seen the movie, haven't read the book, know nothing about it. I still recommend it. Um, and the other show's fine too. Okay. <laughs> the other show's good. They'll intersect eventually. It's like a whole universe that's going to happen, I guess. Which the books are all tied together in a way. Um, so, yeah, that's it. All right. Sounds good. Thank you very much for tuning in. We're always excited to have you. Please like, share, comment, subscribe, tell your friends, tell your neighbors, scream it from the rooftops. Put us on I mean, for your dog. Dogs yeah, us, love me. Yeah, put us on for the dog. That'd be oh. Oh, man, we got to go talk to Charlie. We got to go. We got to talk to Charlie. All right. (laughs) Goodbye, everybody. Bye.